What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're gonna be talking about my investment in SpaceX, and I'm definitely nervous to make this episode. I need to start by saying that there's no way for, I don't have an opportunity for you to invest in SpaceX. You can't buy SpaceX stock. I get a, I probably get one message a day um, about people, how do you buy SpaceX? Um, I don't know. There's no easy way to do it. I'll, at the end of the video, I can give you my tips for the advice, but long story short, SpaceX is a private company. I have no way for you to invest in the company. I'm sorry. I wish you, I wasn't saying that. And I'm honestly very nervous to even make this video because I feel bad that I got to invest in SpaceX. I know everyone watching wants to, but I don't have a way to make that happen. So I feel guilty about that, but I, there's just nothing I can do. Like I got the chance to invest in SpaceX. I took it and there was no way I could get anyone else in. And that's just the game. And so that sucks, but that is what it is. And I just thought that this is the biggest move I've made in my portfolio probably ever. Um, I broke my a huge rule of mine, which is don't go into debt. Um, I wrote by far my biggest investment check ever into any company by a massive amount. Um, and HyperChange, this YouTube channel is, I started it to be like my investing diary. Like here's the moves I'm making my investment portfolio by open sourcing this. I hope I can help you learn um, and just give you some insights into my thinking. And so in the spirit of documenting my investing journey, let's get to it. Um, why did I invest in SpaceX? What the hell happened here? And so first of all, you know, SpaceX is a private company. So unlike Tesla, unlike, you know, Apple, Google, it's not a stock that you can just buy. It's privately held, um, majority of which is by Elon Musk. And so, and it's extremely difficult to invest in the company. So they are a startup that gets, is VC funded. They do VC funding rounds. The most recent one I believe was about 420 per share. Gotta love that. Um, at about a $74 billion valuation. And so you have to be in the know. You have to be a VC fund who's already been working with SpaceX. You gotta be homies with someone on their finance team, I guess. You gotta be able to write, you know, a multi-hundred million dollar check at the, at the blink of an eye. Like that's the people who are directly investing into SpaceX. Um, otherwise, it's just a shit show in the secondary market. And frankly, I'm gonna give some advice at the end of this episode about how I think this could all get cleaned up, but it is a total shit show for how sp investing in SpaceX works. It's uh, you know a menage of all these investment funds who bought SpaceX stock maybe five or 10 years ago, who wanna liquidate or way up on their position, will sell a chunk of their position. And it's not like you're buying directly into SpaceX stock. You're like creating an entity that creates another entity that buys into another entity. They're called SPV, special purpose vehicles. Layers, every single SpaceX, so this is my second time investing in SpaceX. Every time I do a deal, there's layers and layers of legal entities to get in because that's just the way it is. And I think even SpaceX has to like approve every deal directly um, because they have control, they can like veto power over who buys their stock. So long story short, you gotta get lucky. These ideas and or these opportunities to invest in SpaceX come at the blink of an eye. They come from somebody who's like, yo, this other homie who works at this fund, who had SpaceX, they're selling, they're doing me a favor because I got them in on this other deal and you're my homie. I'm gonna do you a favor and I'm gonna let you get in. And here's, you know, here are the terms. They're non-negotiable. You have to wire money in two days. You have to sign all the paperwork. You won't get to see any documentation. There's no PowerPoint from SpaceX. You don't get to talk to anyone from SpaceX. I don't, to be honest, I don't even know if I actually invested in SpaceX. Like you're probably watching this video like, damn, I'm so jealous. Like that sucks. Like. And I, I believe me, like I'm, no one is like saltier than me and like beefing more than me with this whole situation. I don't know. It just sucks. But the point is I could have lost all my money. I could literally be out all of my money. And there's like, I would say 10% chance that's the truth. I mean, I don't think so. Cause like I'm trying to work with legitimate people, you know, the deal looks legit, but 
it's it's a total like you're wiring money to some bank account with no proof of anything um that's in a legal entity that's in another legal entity that at this terms and bam and you sign some paperwork and that's done and you wire the money and you pray that you invest in spacex that's how it works so a couple weeks ago um i get a call uh from one of my homies and i've i owe him a huge shout out for this um obviously and i helped him get into spacex in a previous round so um I, he, he didn't want me to shout him out because and I don't want you to hit him up because I'm not even allowed. There's a group who did this SpaceX investment of like Tesla shareholders um, who had been working and organizing it for years. And I tagged onto them. Shout out to them. They do not want me to mention them. They don't want me to mention the VC fund we bought it for. They don't want me to mention anything. I tried, but I'm, so I'm telling you as much as I can. But um, I do want to give a shout out to my homie, <clears throat> Tesla Daily. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't say anything and don't hit him up. If you know, But anyway, um, nah, but seriously, like, that's what it takes. It takes like a homie who's doing you a favor, who calls you up and is like, yo, I'm investing in SpaceX. Here's the terms. I beg them to squeeze you in too because they watch your channel. And if you are down to wire the money in two days and write a $250,000 minimum check, these are the terms. Are you in? So I'm like, okay, I'm, I think I'm in, right? Like I have the call. I put down the phone. I'm like, I'm in. Like I'm not going to pass up SpaceX. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll say the terms I got in. I think it's 420 per share with 20% carry and a 1% upfront fee. So every time you're buying into SpaceX, like those are actually unbelievable terms. Like the fact that I'm getting it the same price that venture funds did months ago is insane. Um, so that makes me almost think it's too good to be true, right? Like, but they're also tacking on a 20% carry. So that means 20% of the profits over 420 per share um, will go to like the people who sold me this. So essentially... Um, that's a huge fee that caps the upside, but that's just kind of the name of the game with startup deals. Um, HyperGuap even charges 20% in a lot of deals. That's just how it works. So um, I'm not exactly buying it for Like if it doubles to, you know, 840 per share, then 20% of that 420 in profits, 80 bucks per share goes to them. So I, don't, I only get to see like 760 bucks, even if it sells for 820, because I have to give away a bunch of, of the profits. So that's how it works. I'm just kind of walking through. But, um, and then there's a 1% upfront fee. So I guess the fees for on it, frankly, from what I'm seeing in the market, that was actually an insanely good deal. Like, um, and yeah, so that's part of the reason I jumped on it and it looked legit, it looked reputable. Um, and so I was like, damn, like I, I gotta do this deal. So I say yes to my homie and this is the hard part where do you get 250 grand, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> that's the hard, that's the hard part. It's like, okay. Um, so, you know, full transparency could I have sold a bunch of my Tesla stock um, to do this? And I still might, I hate debt. Like I want to say my number one rule in general is like, I've never gone into debt. I hate margin. I hate buying on margin. I didn't lease my car. I bought it. I don't, I don't like to, I just think this concept of credit card debt and leverage, people are very misguided with that. And I think one of the reasons why <clears throat> maybe my portfolio has grown a little more slow and steady, but it's never had a blow up and I just feel, I sleep so good at night, never being in debt, never going on margin, never going on leverage. So I honestly has been stressing me out since I've taken on the debt and done this deal and I still will stick to that rule. I'll never break it again because I learned my lesson by just being like, damn, this is not worth it. <laughs> um, and I would strongly encourage you to never go into debt. Um, anyway, so, but that was my option. Like I could sell base, like a huge chunk of my Tesla stock, like a massive amount of my Tesla stock, 
I could, or I could sell like all of my crypto and a, still a massive chunk of my Tesla stock. Like I basically would have had to liquidate like all my investments or a huge portion of them and put it into SpaceX. And that was like, I was like, damn, like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I still think crypto could be a 10X. I think Tesla could be a 10X. I think SpaceX could be a 10X. Like SpaceX isn't liquid. Like does Elon even want to make money from SpaceX? Are we just going to Mars? Like there's, there's 20% carry on this. There's not on my crypto. There's not on my Tesla. So, so many questions going through my brain. And then I called up my mentor, um, who, uh, shout out to him, I'll keep him anonymous for now, but I have a mentor who I've been working with for almost like nine years now, um, since I was at NYU, just an amazing investor and just even better like guy, um, just in terms of like business principles, doing the right thing, like trust, like I, the entire, a lot of my book for the HyperChange book and this new book, a lot of my investing rules are things that he taught me, which are like priceless, like leadership is the most important asset. Um, that any company has. It's not on the balance sheet. That's, I think, why I invested in SpaceX, the leadership, the engineers. Uh, none of that's in the numbers. I mean, I didn't even see the numbers. So, I <laughs> but um, yeah, no, my mentor is like, he's just, I just can't even like put into words how much he means to me and how big of an impact he's had on my life. So shout out to him. That's just, that's just facts. Um, and so I hit him up. I mean, we scheme all the time. So um, damn, getting a little emotional anyway. But the point is like, you got to have good mentors. Like it's just, I wish I could, get, I wish I could give my mentor more cred, but he likes to stay like, you know, off the beaten path or whatever. And so, um, but he's just, another thing he taught me is like to do handshake deals. Like life is short, do everything. Like if you're not having fun, don't do it. Like even in business, like if we're not having fun doing this, like why are we doing it? Life is too short. Like do things that make the world better. Um, uh, and also like handshake agreements, like work on trust. And so that's a big philosophy I have. Like if you work with me behind the scenes, like, you know, I work on trust. Like I don't, you know, I try and I, I mean, I got dope lawyers for HyperGuap because you just have to when you're moving big money. But like, I usually never work with lawyers. If you hit me up to do something, I'll be like, yo, I trust you. Like, I like you, I trust you. You could screw me over and I won't work with you again. So that's the, the counterparty risk there. But like, I, I do everything on a handshake agreement. And so um, and just work with people that I like working with. And so my mentor, um, huge, yeah, he's just priceless. So I call him up and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Um, I got, actually I texted him and I was like, I got an opportunity to invest in SpaceX. The minimum's 250. Like he knows I don't have 250 laying around, you know, like, um, and he's caught, you know, hits me back. We get in a call. All this happens all like the next, the same day, um, that I got the offer for this deal. And he's like, look, like I can loan you the money um at a good interest rate like i'll literally wire you the money tomorrow if you need it um because i think that makes sense and it's a great investment opportunity and he and he's like i don't want you to sell your tesla stock because like you're so bullish on tesla stock like all your followers know that you own tesla like it would look weird if you sold and it's not you're, you're not selling because you want to sell you're selling because you have to to buy spacex so and even the, and i'm saying that but i also will probably there's a good chance i will sell some of my tesla stock to pay off this debt so if you see me sell my Tesla stock, know that it's probably just to pay this off because um, I just hate having debt. And so, and I'm still trying to think about how to structure this all. Um, but the point is, long story short, he gives me a loan. And so, and he gives me a loan for $200,000 at a low interest rate, handshake deal. We draft up a little email, bam. So I've committed, I get the money. Um, I put in 50,000 of my own money, which I was saving for taxes. like. 
disaster. Like, you know, while we're documenting my investing journey, like Say sold the Robinhood. I was an advisor to Say, so I got a little bit of cash from that. Um, but then I had to pay a huge chunk of that to taxes. And so that 50, the 50 grand that I put up plus the 2% fee, so 52 and a half grand was, is that was already, I was already like lower than what I needed to, I already needed to sell some crypto on top of that to pay taxes. So now I'm not only 200K in debt from SpaceX, but I'm also whatever in debt from taxes. So, I mean, like not, not, not ideal on that, but that's, that's what you got to do to pull off this deal. And so, and this is why I'm documenting this because this is, I have no idea how the hell this is going to turn out. I And it's the riskiest thing I've ever done. It's the weirdest thing I've ever done. It's the biggest power move I've ever done in, in terms of moving stuff around. And so I'm just trying to document it and be honest. And if it be, ends up being a huge mistake and blowing up, you can watch this and be like, damn, like golly, that was, yeah. So, okay. So I get the money, wire it out and that's it. That's, that's how the deal goes. Um, close the deal you know, props to everybody, shout outs all around, celebrating. Um, now the reality sets in that I'm in all this debt and I have SpaceX stock and I'm probably gonna need to sell some of my Tesla stock to pull it off, um, or I'm just gonna need to grind really hard and make all this money. Um, but yeah, and so that that is what it is. The deal's closed. Now, now, now let's get to the fun part. Why would I invest in SpaceX? Why is SpaceX a good deal? Why was it worth me going through all these massive hoops and stress to be to, to pull this off. First things first is SpaceX is the opportunity of a lifetime. This company is, it's impossible to invest in when you get a chance. Like the last chance I got to invest in SpaceX was, you know, a year ago. And I did that and I still didn't even know if I actually invested in SpaceX. I think I did, but that was dope. And I just, you had to do it. You had to decide, you had to move, you have to, these, you just, I, it's not like a free market where I can go and decide to buy SpaceX. So when the deal comes to you, you got to make it happen and then figure your shit out later. So that's what I'm doing. And the other thing is like, <clears throat> I really think um, there's two things I want to hit on here, which is the first about going to Mars and the second about Elon Musk. But let's just start with Elon. So leadership, that is the most important asset that any company has. And so I think Elon Musk, he's 50 years old. He's doing Tesla and SpaceX. I mean, he's Honestly, bro, Elon, you're stressing. Like, I feel like you should chill a little, but he's insane. And he's truly a one in a mil one in a 10 billion, um, probably one of the greatest business people that we will ever see in the history of humanity. I don't think that's a joke. I think the numbers of market capitalization, jobs created, wealth created will all back me up on that. But, and just like progress of technology and getting us off fossil fuels. Like this dude is special. Like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, like LeBron James, like, you can debate about who's better. Um, you know, in business, I don't even think like Elon is playing with kindergartners and it's like he's in the NBA. Like he's so far above every other business person in the world right now, in my opinion. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of other CEOs that are also great, but like in terms of being a CEO and being an engineer, like it's so rare to have the business and engineering side. And I think Elon not only does that, not only has the vision, not only has the engineering chops to to take uh, in the business wherewithal to fund it, but the engineering chops to be able to create these new technologies, but the hiring chops to be able to hire the smartest engineers in the world, this amounts to something that is an unbelievable opportunity. It's a once in a century opportunity. You know, they're like, it's just, the, the, I can't underestimate and like, or overestimate um, or overstate. I can't overstate the specialness of Elon Musk and how unique he is as an entrepreneur and the ability to invest in him is so unique. And so that that to me is the biggest thing. It's like I invest in leaders and I think e winners win. Elon's been winning since day one. I think he's going to keep winning. And 
that to me is just the, the most fundamental piece of research about SpaceX stock is you have the best leadership team in the world hiring the best engineers in the world. That is going to lead to a lot of cool value creation and potential and technologies created and products developed, etc. Number two, invest in the future you believe in. This is my mantra. I invested in Tesla. Frankly, I've never felt as strongly about a mission as Tesla because I'm such a like tree hugger and I love the environment and I love Earth as much as I love going to Mars. Like I love Earth. Like Earth is beautiful and I think it's amazing and I think we should protect it and not and I still think we're ruining Earth at an incredible rate. Um so it does bother me that I haven't found other good investments like Tesla that are changing the course of our impact on the natural world. But Tesla is just I I don't know, like getting us off fossil fuels, that meant so much to me. And I haven't found another company that has a mission that's inspired me as much as Tesla. Um, but SpaceX, I would say, is a very is a close number two because it's less about playing defense, more about playing offense. And so it's a different kind of bucket and mindset. But I love it. Like I think space, you know, Star Wars, um, all that kind of stuff. Star Trek is just a preview of our humanity's future. Like those aren't sci-fi. Like that's the future that we're about to live in. Like we're like, I always say like we're dumb monkeys on a rock. Like I really think that's what we are. Like we evolved from monkeys. Now we're on the rock. Like now we're monkeys and we have smartphones. Like, okay, we think we're fancy, but like that's okay. But us expanding to other planets and developing the technology to do that and becoming a space faring species, like that is incredible. That is the biggest zero to one move in humanity's history. That is the start of our incredible growth as a species, extending the light of consciousness um, among the stars, you know, aliens. If if we're going to meet the aliens, I think a key step is getting to Mars, right? And so, but just this idea that like there's more to the universe, there's planets to explore. Like our destiny as humans is to be among the stars and not to be confined to Earth, but to explore planets. And I think, um, yeah, maybe it's only 1% of our resources as humans should be dedicated to going to space. We have a lot of other stuff to, to fix here. But even so, I don't even think we're dedicating that now. I think we need to go to space. Um, and I just think that's so like, like Elon Musk says, like you need reasons to get inspired and be excited about every single day and, and, you know, be a part of the future and like, just get excited when you wake up because you think the future is going to be brighter and exciting. And I think that to me is a big part of, well, honestly, Tesla, what Tesla's coming out with makes me excited, but SpaceX too. It's like, wait, like we could go to Mars. Like there could be a colony on Mars. Like this is actually like, like we went to the moon. I wasn't alive, but like everyone watched on TV and it was this big moment. It was like, we're stepping on the moon. And then like they found the aliens and the aliens were like, you can't come back to the moon. So we stopped going. No, I'm joking. But like, maybe, I don't know. But no, but seriously, like we've lost that kind of will to explore and we've lost that innovate that like excitement that we're doing new big things as a species and like we have so many problems on earth that we think are big that we think are important when in the reality like they're so not it's just it doesn't matter and i think we could rally around a cause like exploring new planets being like we're actually all on the same team like we think we're all on different teams my country's this you know i'm that i'm i believe in this i'm a this uh, uh, you know uh a political party, whatever. Like, I think that could all be dwarfed by the fact that we're a species that is trying to expand to new planets. And like, we have a challenge that's exciting to all build around. And so I just think it's inspiring. And I think it's really sad that a lot of people are like victimizing um, or like vilifying the space race being like, I mean, Bezos, he's a little whack. I'm not gonna lie. He's trying to sue SpaceX. It's like, bro, like, stop that, get your shit together. But, you know, we, this is exciting. Like Elon Musk has done, created so many jobs, like is about to solve climate change with Tesla. And you're beefing that he also does rockets and is going to take us to Mars too. You're like, why doesn't he fix this other problem? It's like, bro, get a life. What have you done? Absolutely nothing. So shut up. 
I have no time to waste for that, but I think that is the biggest risk to SpaceX equity is that people are too dumb to understand how important this is. Um, and the populace revolts against companies going to space, revolts against people going to Mars because they're like, this is bullshit. We should fix other shit on Earth. Like, and they just pick somebody to hate and they, they I don't know, it worries me. And so I do think that's the biggest risk to SpaceX. And I'm getting real here now, but you know. Um, but I just think my, my opinion, you know, whatever, as a human, is that we should be going to space. And I, I invest in the future we believe in. And I think that's super exciting. I think my kids, maybe my grandkids, more likely my grandkids, my great grandkids, like they could be mobbing around to different planets. Like they could be chilling on spaceships. They could be like going to the Mars bar. Like I want to go to the Mars bar. Like I'm not going to Mars right away. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it could blow up. But will I go to Mars when there's a million people, when it's working, when they got a backup air tank that I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for the backup air tank in case the first one pops or whatever or the tunnel, you know, I'll have some tunnel I can go to. If there was, I, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit paranoid about it not being safe, right? But if I can go to Mars, I think I will go to the Mars bar before I die. There'll be a bar on Mars. I'm going to go there. I'll have a brewski. I'll be chising it up with the other Martians. Like, it'll be so, like, to, like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that actually could be reality. Like, that is so, I don't know. It's just, Um, and I will say we are fucking up earth. Like we are totally messing up earth. So there is a chance that earth self implodes and we need other planets. So maybe it's not even that much an offensive move as a defensive move to go to Mars, but I don't know. There's something about this Mars future that is so exciting and so inspiring. And that vision and that excitement backward tracks to incredible innovation because, you know, going to the moon, um, was one of the greatest forcing functions of innovation of all time. And I think going to Mars will be an equally great forcing function for humanity's innovation and new inventions and new things, new technologies to be commercialized. Like, okay, we got to like build this dome. We got to get hydroponic plants to work. We got to like figure out the suits. We got to figure out energy. We got to be, you know, all we got to build the dome. Like all of these incredible technologies that need for us to be existing on Mars will have tremendous value on Earth. So I think by exploring Mars and by forcing ourselves to colonize Mars, we are therefore forcing ourselves to have all of this innovation um, that will be very useful to Earth and not only useful to Earth, but also an incredible value creation for the company that commercializes that technology, which I think is SpaceX. So that's a big part of my investing thesis is going to, and I'm gonna talk about the financials and the business side in a sec, but actually we'll get into that now. Like. Why are you buying, uh, you know, $74 billion with a 20% carry? It's like a, basically $100 billion valuation, let's call it. You're buying a $100 billion valuation for a company with a couple billion in launch revenue. If you look at SpaceX's revenue, it's not much. It's a few billion dollars. They're not even, they're breaking even on it, maybe losing a little bit of money on that. Like they have Starlink. We'll talk about that in a sec. But this, why are you paying $100 billion? You, the lot the entire market, for, and they get government contracts. It's not like this is a smartphone that's, that's for rich people now. They're going to drop the price and everybody can buy it and it's going to be bam. It's, it's not like Tesla. It's You're relying on government contracts. These are not exponentially scalable. Um, there's no way this business is ever going to be as lucrative as Tesla um, just from launch launching stuff. Actually, well, here's a counterpoint to that. The railroads were one of the biggest value creation things. You know, I think that was like Vanderbilt or I don't even know, Rockefeller. Anyway, some of these old rich guys you've heard about, they got their money with railroads because you built this railroad and then all the stuff moved on the railroad. It was like this incredible unlock of economic value creation and it was just such an incredible monopoly. It was incredible business. And so to me, SpaceX is building the railroad of space. And so 
if we, <clears throat> oh yeah, and I got the star shape here. Shout out to Tom, my homie, for, for getting me this. Um, this is dope. And so if we can do this, this is like the railroad to space. And so I think that could, like maybe there, I don't, it's hard to fathom what kind of businesses will come out of that, but the space economy is booming. There's all these articles about it. Um, but anyway, like this to me um, could represent an incredible railroad into space and that might be an incredibly lucrative business. So I don't want to say launching is not, is a, is whack yet, but, um, it's not a huge moneymaker now. Like, how does it even make sense? Like, like how many launches do they have to do? First of all, they have to figure out Starship. Um, you know, this is still a prototype. They're trying to get to work. They have to get it to be, do all these launches. They have to get all these contracts. Like we're years away. We're so far away from this justifying a hundred billion dollar market cap in some ways. I actually do think Elon is a lot more bearish on the, the terminal valuation of SpaceX versus Tesla just because he knows there's a very big altruistic goal with SpaceX. Like SpaceX's goal is not to make money. Um, their goal is to colonize Mars. It's it's not to create profit for shareholders. And that's why Elon Musk is over 50%. He has a, even more of that in terms of voting stock. And that's why it's so important. That's why SpaceX hasn't IPO'd because they don't want to sell out um, and sacrifice the mission. Like you go public, everybody's beefing with you. Elon already got removed as chairman from Tesla. That was so, I hated that. And it's like, dude, I want to invest in companies where the founder is like, it's like Elon Musk. It's like Evan Spiegel. They have, if they run a dictatorship, they are crazy. All the board of directors thinks they're a lunatic for investing in this moonshot project, but that is the moonshot project. That's why I'm investing in them. That's why I think they're great. And so I think it's beautiful that Elon's running a dictatorship with SpaceX and otherwise they may sacrifice their ambitions to go to Mars. And I think it's, um, so that's another reason why SpaceX is a really weird company. And that's another one of my biggest risks for SpaceX is like, maybe they just don't want to make money. Maybe Elon's like, I don't want to justify a $500 billion market cap. Like I don't care about that. And so that's why I'm not going to float this as an IPO. I mean, that's one reason, but I, but I keep coming back to the fact that like, just because you don't understand something's value doesn't mean it doesn't have any, which is a lame quote, I know, but and I made it up, so I think it's dope. But <laughs> no, it's like, just because we can't fathom what opportunity the space economy will have for, in terms of revenue and financials and earnings and market size doesn't mean it won't be there. Like, I just think this idea that we are among the stars that, that you know, SpaceX is the UFO company, right? Like, they're the UFOs that humans are building. Who knows what they're going to be building in 100 years? The value of that, they could be selling more spaceships than Tesla's. Tesla's going to be like boring. It's like, bro, it's a terrestrial product, dude. Like terrestrial, no, that, the multiples on a terrestrial company are so low versus a space company that could expand everywhere. Like, right? And so it's it's just, who knows? Um, and I think the core SpaceX business is such a unique beast. It's so fascinating because it's so big. It's one of the world's largest private companies. They have this goal of going to Mars, not making money. They have the smartest engineers in the world working for them. They are have a mission not to make, I, it's it's just going to be fascinating. But then it's like, how many technologies is SpaceX going to commercialize when they get to Mars? And how far do they want to take those? How much value is that going to create? I think it's staggering. This is something I still uh, go through my mind. But now let's talk about the other thing, Starlink. So Starlink, um, I think this is incredible. I mean, the ability, this is the first to me, uh, validation of what SpaceX is doing. It's like, wait, this launch business, all the technology they're developing could unlock all this other cool stuff, right? I keep saying that forcing function for innovation. So you want to go to Mars, you need to make rockets reusable. SpaceX did that. That's incredible, but that's really not making them enough money to justify a multi-hundred billion dollar company. But what is the idea that if you can make rockets reusable, you can drop the cost of launching stuff. If you can drop the cost of launching stuff and figure out how to build better doper satellites and come up with a plan to launch them in low earth orbit, then all of a sudden it becomes economically feasible to launch a satellite internet network. So 
SpaceX's core innovation of going to Mars in many ways is already trickling out economic value in the form of Starlink. So Starlink is incredible because SpaceX, um, it's the first SpaceX consumer product. I think that's so like wild that SpaceX sells something you can buy, 99 bucks a month, 500 bucks for the terminal. They're just starting. Starlink is scratching the surface. And when I started following SpaceX, they were telling about Starlink. I thought this shit was a joke. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, okay, this is a PowerPoint. Starlink, yeah, right. You're gonna launch 14,000. What about Space Chunk? You know, <laughs> no, um, that still could be the biggest risk of Starlink, I think. But okay, we're gonna do launch all these satellites. They're gonna beam down internet. It's actually gonna work. Like, who that the rocket is gonna re be reusable and keep launching all these satellites, 14,000 of them? It's gonna work. Yeah, right. It's working. People are using it. They have 100,000 customers paying 99 bucks a month. Um, they're innovating like crazy. Like, I've already, and I'm gonna put up the picture right now of the, of the okay, so we'll say that they have the dish, right? Dishy McFlatface. They're already building this new dish that's a little more square that I got a leak on HyperChange. Honestly, nobody's picking up on this. I think it's a pretty big leak though. Um, I'll put the rendering up right now. And this, this new dish is, first of all, pace of innovation on making the dish better. This new dish, more automated, easier to produce, um, gonna be cheaper, gonna have better uh, service too, I think. I think that's part of it. But so they are getting ready to put this to millions and millions and millions of people. So when I invest in SpaceX at 100 billion, I think a lot of the backstop of that um, to make this more sort of risk-free is that, okay, so I think Starlink can be a backbone of internet infrastructure, it can be a public utility, can be on the, you know, internet is huge. It's like the backbone of society. It's a singularity, it's how we all connect. So, it, and it can be among the stars. Like they've already said it's gonna work on like this different spaceships going to the moon and stuff. Eventually it's gonna connect Mars and Earth, like the intergalactic network of how we all communicate, Starlink, that's the name, like pretty epic business, right? And so the internet for space. And so Starlink to me is setting up for hundreds of millions of users. And I put out a lot of, you know, financials about this, but even if they hit 25 million users, I think that justifies, you know, hundreds of billion, maybe a hundred billion market cap. And so you can start to understand how just a successful Starlink validates all of SpaceX because SpaceX owns Starlink and it's a subsidiary of them. So I assume that when I'm investing in SpaceX, I'm investing in Starlink too. I think that's how it works, right? No, I, it does. But like, I hope, I don't know, who, who knows, right? They're going to spin out Starlink. Elon Musk has said they want to IPO it when the cash flow gets a little more predictable. Um, cause right now they're losing a bunch of money, launching all this stuff in the sky. And then that trickle, the money trickles back in, in the form of satellites. And so, um, I have mentioned this a couple of times. So I think it's really, really fascinating. Uh, a few years ago, the wall street journal leaked SpaceX's financials and projected financials. And what you will see in that is that the launch business is dwarfed by Starlink. Starlink is projected to produce all of the revenue and projected to drive SpaceX to profitability. So they're like, how are we going to fund Mars? We're going to do this satellite internet service. We're going to launch all these satellites Then we're gonna charge 99 bucks a month. Then we're going to get this trickle of cash flow that's recurring. And then we're going to start building, you know, that that'll fund Mars. But then Elon and his squad was like, wait, look at the valuation of, uh, look at what happened in Tesla in 2019. 30 billion to like 800 billion in two years. We have seen the market, except Elon is an incredible engineer. We've seen Tesla, or entrepreneur, we've seen Tesla succeed in its business model, go to profitable. We've seen this awakening where all growth assets are soaring in value. Wait, instead of collecting the revenue and profit from Starlink and letting that trickle in, we can start selling chunks of it in the equity of Starlink. So we can get a hundred, a thousand times what we would get in terms of revenue because we're selling it at the, the market cap level. We're getting that for the valuation. The price revenue of something like Starlink could be 50X, 100X, depending on the growth. So you think about that, SpaceX can sell, you know, two uh, let's say Starlink's worth 25 billion. They can sell 10% of that for 2.5 billion. That's as much as they're raising in the, pub the private markets. 
only sell 10% of Starlink, but get that 2.5 billion up front, Starlink's not gonna be making 2.5 billion in profits. They're gonna be losing money still at that stage. But SpaceX has already got the 2.5 bill and then they can keep funding Mars. So there's a genius financial engineering play that's popped up where they're incentivized to start spinning out Starlink, slowly selling that equity, using that Starlink equity as the ATM for core SpaceX, so core SpaceX can stop diluting, um, and then they can start funding Mars. That's what I think the scheme is. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Elon has also had some interesting new tweets because he's been very adamant that SpaceX will never IPO, but he's had some new interesting tweets saying, okay, maybe SpaceX might IPO, um, or like things change. And so I think SpaceX... And maybe it's a good time for me to get to my my clean how to clean up the investment in space. This this is where y'all come in. I have never seen more interest in anyone investing in a company than SpaceX. The amount of pent up capital and demand for SpaceX is out of control. It's probably I and I've made videos about this before. I think if SpaceX floated as an IPO, it would immediately be trading for at least two fifty, three hundred, four hundred billion dollars. Um, because so many people want to buy it. So many people believe in the vision. So many people want to invest in this. So many people love Elon. Like the amount of, the, the, people know the technology is insane. Reusable rockets, like they're putting Boeing and Lockheed out of business. Like they're pushing the frontier of innovation in the space. Like they're just on so many different cutting edge technologies, material science, reusable, like I can't even fathom it. The amount of people that would want to invest in this is insane. So I have said in the past, I think Elon Musk is doing a disservice to himself by diluting the equity at lower prices because they do this game where they only sell it to the VCs, homies, homie. I don't know who is setting the price of SpaceX because I'm like, bro, you know it would be 350 billion if we floated this and you're going to sell it to the VCs at 74 billion. Why? Because A, maybe you don't think we can fulfill the valuation of 350 billion. You don't want to over-exaggerate. You don't want to have a down round. So I understand that. But I do think, and I do think, I I was kind of arguing them for him to bump the trajectory. Like, I think Elon in his head was like, here's how much money we need to get to Mars. Here's how much of SpaceX I own. Here's how much we can dilute every year at this rate of slope evaluation increase to make all the numbers work. And then I'm out here pounding the table being like, it's too low. And then they kind of like, if you noticed in the last round, I think the the slope of that line of valuation has been ramping. And I've been hearing they're about to do another round at 600 per share, up from 420 per share. It's about 100 billion valuation. I still think that's way too cheap. But anyway, that's what I heard. So they're doing this linear programmatic increase in valuation. Um, and it's... And, and, and then on the background of it, you have a mess on the cap table. They're trying to control who gets on the cap table, but it's a shit show. It's just all of this triple secondary market selling. All of the VCs are selling out their position, realizing they can keep 20 to 30% carry on that without with by selling the and selling the upfront. So everybody's doing that. Everybody's dipping their hands on layers and layers of fees. Um, everyone's taking risk, writing, wiring their biggest check ever to somebody they've never met before because they're so desperate to invest in SpaceX. Um, it's just a mess the way this works. And so I think there's a huge sort of reckoning moment where SpaceX has the opportunity to, to uh, clear up its cap table, to essentially say, maybe it's the IPO. And they're like, okay, we're going to get all the shareholders. We're going to remove all these SPVs. We're going to pass through the shares to everybody who owns them. Um, and then we're going to actually, you know, go public, clean this all up, let anyone invest. And if I, if, if, this is what I would do if I were SpaceX. I would go public, but I would keep it like Snap. Even Snapchat has this. They don't even have that cool of a mission, but Snapchat, Evan Spiegel runs it like a dictatorship. It's like your shares have no voting power. Like, you know, it's run, it's, they have all control of the company. Um, usually a share is a vote, not anymore. And so SpaceX could do something similar. And usually I'm against that, but I think for SpaceX is like it, you need to keep the incentives long term. So I think that all makes sense. But so Elon could be like, okay, We'll IPO SpaceX, 
420 million, I don't know. Um, and Elon will control all of the voting stock. That is what it is. They will go to Mars. That is the mission of the company. It's not to make shareholders money. They can write this all into the bylaws. It'll be like a B Corp kind of thing. Um, and that, yeah. And I just think then you could clean up the table. You could let people invest. And then if you're floating at 420 billion, this is this is why it all makes sense. First of all, you're you're letting people invest in the future that they believe in. Like I believe in free markets. I believe that money should flow like water. I believe that if you want to invest in something, you should be able to click and buy it with a Starlink connection. That should be all you need to just make a click and invest in whatever and buy it. Like why should why do you have to be an accredited investor to buy into SpaceX? Like I don't know. Like, why do you have to know somebody who's selling you stock? Like, it's just dumb. And so I wish it was just everyone could invest if they wanted to and click. So I think that's better. And then SpaceX all of a sudden can say, wait, instead of diluting 2% of our equity for $2 billion at $100 billion valuation, we can dilute, you know, 2% of our equity for $8 billion. And we are raising more money faster with the same dilution, getting more money to fund Mars faster. We can accelerate our, like, this, this whole process. And so I think SpaceX... Um, could do that. They could list on something like Carta, Carta X, which HyperGuap, we invested in Carta on the Carta X platform, which is this new sort of Carta X, you know, um, and Elon's Musk companies, the X, right? It, um, but where you can trade private stock, but in like a free way, it's like NASDAQ, but for private companies. Um, so you could do that. There's just a bunch of different ways. My, my point is floating SpaceX equity to me has to happen eventually. Like, I don't think it, they can keep it under close. Like, I don't think they can keep the doors closed forever. Maybe they will. Maybe the, it'll just always be like this. But um, employees have liquidity. Um, think about how much of a boom that would be to employees if all of a sudden the value of SpaceX quadruples and every single employee's quadruple their stock options. Maybe they get lazy and quit. That could be a problem. But um, the SpaceX IPO. That is just something I think about so much. And I think Elon has got to be scheming on it. Um, Elon, I'm down to scheme on it if you want to kick around ideas. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty invested in SpaceX now, at least I think. So I'm, I'm down to scheme on it because there's so many interests. There's so many puzzle pieces here. This is one of the most complex things ever. There's so much hanging in the balance of the SpaceX IPO. You think it's easy. It's not. I'm making it sound easy. It's not because the truth is we need to go to Mars. Keeping a public company's focus on something so long-term and so ambitious with such an ambiguous financial reward has never been done before. So that's not easy. Did I miss anything? Okay, there you go. That's it. That's my episode. Um, I invested in SpaceX. I took out my, I think, I took out my biggest loan ever. I'm in debt. I broke my number one rule, which is don't spend guap you don't got. Spent guap I didn't have. Not feeling great about that, but... Also realizing that extenuating circumstances call for, you know, exceptional measures or whatever. And so it was the right move. I think in the long run, obviously I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think it was the right move. But um, I just think you got to take big risks. You know, if SpaceX was a sure thing, if everybody got it, if, if, if it was easy, it would be easy. Um, but um, I don't know. And there's just something deep down where it's like, okay, if this all fails and this all goes to shit and then humanity like totally dwindles and we crash and burn and we never go to Mars, we'll be like, you know what? At least I was part of the squad that was trying. At least I tried to put my money into this because I thought it was dope. I'm going to be proud about that, even if it goes to zero. So it, it was something that I believed in. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, SpaceX failed, but fuck. We should have gone to Mars. So at least I tried, you know, like at least at, that's the, that, that makes me feel good about it at the end of the day. Um, and I think 
you know, I'm also really trying to get back to my roots of like investing in the future you believe in. Like I invest in a lot of startups. They're amazing. Um, but are they really going to change the world? Are they changing the trajectory of humanity to something that is really sustainable, that is going to make our species last for for thousands of, you know, for centuries or whatever, for thousands of years, even lasting another century. I'm like, damn, are we, are we sure we got this handled? Like, you know, so um, I'm trying to get back to my roots and invest in companies that are really building an inspiring, great future. And I think to me, this is the start of that. And, you know, you have to do, I ha like, there's no other, comp like, the way it's set up, the way you get the call, you got to do it within two days. Like, the fact that I pulled this shit off and was able to wire that much money and do it, like, the stars had to align. Like, it was just a miracle that I even got the call, was able to get the loan, was able to wire it. Like, that alone in itself is a miracle. So, um, I'm, I'm just thankful for everything, honestly. I think it's, to be able to invest in SpaceX, to be able to make the video about it um, is just super exciting. And believe me, I have tried to so hard, so hard to get SpaceX to IPO. I've tried them to get them to list on Carta X. Like I've genuinely, like the amount of behind the scenes work, I've been scheming to try and figure this shit out and think about it and figure out a way for everybody who wants to buy into SpaceX to buy into SpaceX. Like I put in so many hours on that and I still will. And I'm still thinking about it. And I still like, it, it's, I can't do anything. Like I don't work for SpaceX. Like Elon has all the control here, but like, you know, can I keep being annoying about telling him how much more money he could raise if he floated the company? Yeah. And so I don't know, like that's, that's my only promise to you is like, I wish I had a way to invest in SpaceX. Part of me didn't want to make this video because I knew I was going to make people feel bad and they'd be like, Oh, like, you know, I don't know. They're just going to be beefing with me. Um, but I got to live my truth. And yeah, so that is what it is. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I'd love to know what you think in the comments below. Like, am I crazy? What do you think about investing in SpaceX? What do you, how would you value SpaceX? Like, what would you do if you were in my shoes? Like, I just, all your comments are always amazing. Even when I have people on video, like when I have guests on videos, like really dope guests. Like when I make videos about the 4680 cell and then people who work at Tesla hit me up and they're like, damn, the people in your comments know what's good. That's you, that's you, that's you in the comments. So let me know what you think in the comments. And yeah, love y'all. Have an amazing day. Um, I'll see you at the Mars bar, I guess. Peace.